and welcome to another episode of Yeah We Read It. I am one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm also one of your hosts. My name's Laura. And we are doing a very special quarantine episode because my girlfriend has COVID. Laura, have you gotten oh. COVID yet? I have not gotten COVID yet, and I'm honestly shocked just because I know so many people who have, and it's not like, oh, I'm unsafe. It's just that, like, I've been in lots of situations with people who later tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're very close quarters, 800 square foot apartment. So I'm I'm thinking I will probably, this will be the time when I do catch it. Yeah, so listeners, uh, place your bets now if next week we'll confirm <laughs> if Maggie got COVID or not. Uh, we're also we're also coming back from our little week-long break. That's exciting. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We did take a week off for the 4th of July. Um, because and and our anniversaries, more importantly. This is true. Um, listeners, I don't know if you know this, but my anniversary is the 5th and Laura's is the 7th? Yeah, no, what we should start doing is you, me, Anna, and Nick, we should all start doing a, a like a, a anniversary baton pass off on the 6th of July. That'd be uh, so that way it's like, it's, so it's like we have to do a double date because like your anniversary is ending and ours is beginning. It's like a, it's like a little solstice. You know, it'd be a really fun TikTok compilation and it would obviously have to be a year long bit. And if yeah. either of us broke up, I would be horribly devastated, but it's like us trying to find each other in the street. And then we have to like crown you guys, the like next ones. And then, and then like a year later, we got to remember for you guys to run and to then find us. I... I'm in. I think we should do that. Someone write that down. That's a great idea. I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. We'll make Anna and Nick do it as well. We will. They have to be in on our bits, you know? I mean, that's part of the package deal. So we're we're, we're in leases now. Like, <laughs> we're in a relationship in writing now. This is true. Um, Laura and her boyfriend just signed an apartment lease. Together. Yeah, and you just moved in with uh, your girlfriend uh, a few months ago. Look at us. Very exciting. It's very exciting. Look at us, grown-ups. Who would have thought from way back when, when we were writing our little web series, filming our little web series about the woes of being single, that now we are, we're here. And yeah, I wouldn't have, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I definitely would not have. Would not have, would not have ever seen us being here. And to be fair, I also don't think uh, I would have ever thought that we would have started this podcast, and I love it so much. I know. It's kind of crazy. We've come so far. We really have. Good for us. Good for us. So, we right. are... Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> we uh, Banter over. Banter over. I meant, like, let's wrap up the, se- like the second book in the third trilogy, but it didn't come across that way. That is fair. We are, we are doing part two of The Hunter's Moon Song. Yes. The and we don't know what Moonsong is. Yeah. We never learn. We never learn. Hey, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but we don't really figure out what Moonsong is. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah, we don't. Sorry, everybody. Um, I was really, like, thinking it was going to make sense, and then before we started recording, Maggie pointed out, like, what is Moonsong? And I was like, oh. Um, we, but, yeah, we could not figure it out. But I guess it doesn't matter, because this book slapped, I'll be honest. I had so much yes. fun. And, like, this, I was so excited to, like, finish this, because I, I really, like, I wanted to know what happened next. This ghostwriter is killing it right now. Uh, both, yeah. like, figuratively and literally, because characters are dying left and right. Ooh, yeah. We, we had probably, I would say, a record-breaking deaths in this book. Re- I guess, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because of all of the, the all of the campus people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the campus people, and then later on we had a major, major twist um, that I cannot wait to get to. <laughs> um, so Hell yeah, I'm so excited. So we start this book where we left off, which who I don't even remember. There are so many plots ongoing, but we start this book that Matt is at another Vital Society uh, like meeting. And he's cleaning uh, the floor with a toothbrush because the, he's getting hazed. Um, mm-hmm. Matt is spending more time with Chloe, yeah. which is exciting. Hilarious because he's, like, thinking about, like, his time with Elena and all these new feelings he's having for Chloe. And he's like, man, Elena was way too much work. I know. I mean, hey, you know, young love and especially, like, uh, Cheryl Crow says the first cut is the deepest. It's harder to get over. So I'm happy that he is finally getting over uh, it. Blossoming, moving on. Um, yeah. And, we, and they find, okay, so listeners, get this. They are cleaning this little room with their toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. And behind, like, a, a little, like, pin in the wall, hole in the wall, they end up finding a really old book. And it looks like it's written in Latin. And then later it looks like it's written in, like, blood. Yeah, dry blood. Um, and then they're like, and then it's kind of just like, oh, I guess we should give this to Ethan. So they just go and give it to Ethan. And he seems really excited about it. Yeah, Ethan is overwhelmingly excited. And yeah. Chloe imni- immediately is like, we got to give it to him. And when she comes back, uh, Matt's like, this is the time to lay down some groundwork. And as if she's going to the party at the McAllister house tonight, because... There's, like, this big party that they all end up going to. Yeah. And so we cut back to our gal pals, our Velociraptor sisterhood. Also getting ready for this party. They're getting ready for the party, but Damon bursts in. He's like, Elena, can't go to the party. You have to come to the library with me because I have updates about the Vital. And Elena's like, okay, bye, everybody. I'm going with Damon. Yeah, and her friends, they know that her and Stefan are on a break right now. This is bad news bears, but whatever. She's got to go follow him to the library because Damon is like, I've got the info. I've got the hot goss. I followed a girl wearing a pin to the library, and I saw her go in. And this leads them to the research office where Matt comes out. They got a little meet cute with Matt. And happened to happen to cross paths, yeah. And he's kind of dirty. He's kind of a dirty boy right now. Yeah, because he's been cleaning the the little layer secret room that they have in the basement of the library. Mm-hmm. And Matt's being like, oh shoot, I hope they don't find the trap door that I just came out of. Yeah, he's being very evasive with his answers. He's like, I gotta yeah. go. Bye-bye. Yeah, so he's like, bye, see you guys at the party. I'm going to go shower quick. And they're and they're like, what were you doing in there? And he was like, research? Obviously. Yeah, he will not I love Matt. Them. I love him so much. Um, okay, but then we cut to this party. And everybody at this party is realizing party was a bad idea. This party has nervous energy <laughs> written all over it. Everyone is just, like, looking around awkwardly trying to like kind of have fun but it's also like any of us could die at any moment yeah i also do love that the bouncer is checking ids but not like your license id their student ids which what difference does that make the the killer could easily be a student yeah as if uh you know 18 to 21 year olds cannot kill they can i know everybody i know um uh meredith during this time does spy a sad ass stefan though Sad, sad Stefan, I think, is my favorite iteration of Stefan, because I kind of feel like he deserves it. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like, again, he's too old to not know how to deal with his emotions, you know? He is 500 years old. Like, like you get you get um, rejected by a 17-year-old. Is that really the hardest part of your whole existence? Exactly, yeah. And, like, the only reason she dumped him is because he didn't show up and he went to a study group instead. Like, what is there to study, buddy? I don't know. I mean, I guess at that point, you're so old, you forget you have mommy and daddy issues because they've probably been dead for so long. So That's maybe, a really good... Maybe the problems in your life that are ongoing are the most insane ones. What if it's, like, cyclical? Like, maybe, like, at some point, like, you get over them. So it's, like, by the time he lived, like, a normal life, he got over them. Yeah. But then the longer he stayed alive, he, like, drudged everything back up. So he had to, like, deal with it again. Oh, yeah. You know, if... So maybe, yeah. If he went to, psycho like, psychotherapy or, like, immersive... What is that? Where they put you in the tank? Where, like, you yeah. have... You can't feel any senses... I would be curious to, I would be curious to be Stefan's therapist to see what problems he had in the past, because there's probably some. I think There's probably some. Damon probably had the most um, child abuse, I would, I would assume. Oh, absolutely. Being the yeah. oldest. But Stefan's, Stefan's the youngest. He's got to have something there. Yeah. Stefan, Stefan, what a, what a loser. Um, anyway, <laughs> Meredith's talking to sad Stefan. Um, and Matt across the party sees Chloe kind of like looking around. She's being cute. And Matt's like, I'm going to go make my move, shoot my shot. And Stefan freaking cock blocks our boy and is like, hey, man, how are you? I'm sad. <sighs> Stefan um, does the same thing he does with Meredith where he's like, do you know where Elena's? Do you know where Elena's? And both Meredith and Matt at this point know that Elena is with Damon, so they do kind of lie. They're like, yeah, buddy, she's coming. Don't yeah, worry. And, he and here's where I must iterate my favorite advice to give to any adult is uh, get a fucking hobby, Stefan. Oh, my God. Like, you're at a party. You're on campus. Like, you've decided to live as a college student again. Literally join a rec league. Join a club. Join any sort of organization. Yeah, be a normal a college life. student. Become an alcoholic. That's what we all did. Yeah, well, that's exactly. what I did. I don't know. That was my hobby. I drink, I drink a lot of alcohol in college, too. So, Stefan, learn after Maggie and myself <laughs> and drink a lot, make some bad choices, and you'll grow from it. Exactly. Like, if I was alive for 500 years at that point, I would not learn from my consequences. Because who oh, would care? No. Everything is disposable. Exactly. Um, but Ethan also comes up to them as they're talking. Um, and this is where we are confirmed something that I asked in the first episode, maybe second episode of this uh, season. I always wondered, does Stefan have an Italian accent? And Ethan confirms it here. He says, oh, yeah, like, uh, I know you're from Italy. I can hear it in, like, in, the, in, the, in the accent. So now we know that Stefan and Damon have Italian accents. And I don't know why I'm so excited about it. But I think it's just really important to understanding their characters. What is an Italian accent? Is it just, like, really thick? It's like, I, 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 like, is it mumbly? You can't understand what people are saying? No, it's just an Italian accent. Okay. I just think it's really funny thinking of, like, you know, uh, these, like, old Italian vampires wearing their leather jackets. Like, I feel like they would just stick out, like, a sore thumb. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that is true. I, I do, I also feel like if I was an Italian vampire in America to help cover up things, I would just say I'm from New York. 
Because yeah. there aren't a lot of Italians from New York. I wouldn't, I would yeah. not admit to being from Italy. Because that would be kind of sus. I'd be like, hmm, why are, why are you here? And why are you wearing sunglasses indoors then? I've seen Twilight. I've seen the Twilight movies. <laughs> I can put two and two together. That's so funny. I don't know why. I, I wrote that it was finally confirmed in my notes. I was excited. Ethan takes a um, really big liking to Stefan, though. Like, huge yeah. liking. And Matt's like, I'm going to take this time to slip away and go shoot my shot with Chloe. And love exactly. is in the air because Bonnie is also looking for Xander at this moment. Where's where's uh, our two little lovebirds? Our little lovebirds. And Xander's going to lay down some, uh, not pipe, I should say, just some, like, regulations for like what he's like and he gives us this weird little anecdote about being like yeah my family has lots of promises and I cannot let my family down but there's lots of responsibility among us and it's like there's no details to it yeah um so it's weird it's a little sus he really is he's so vague fine yeah it's so vague like it's almost like somebody goes like, oh, why are you late? And somebody just goes, oh, I had something to do. And then, like, somebody just going, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, this uh, Xander being purposefully vague, being like, I'm obligated to take care of things that are things yeah. that are important to me, makes Bonnie just freaking wet, at, wet, at, wet little pussy. <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah, let's go upstairs and make out then. It was sure, yeah, let's do I mean, it. Who wouldn't? Um. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Dude, I love when my mans does not tell me what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I love just really broad, detail, undetailed descriptions of things. Um, but uh, Matt beelining his way over to Chloe. He sees the opening. He's going for it. And this party is cockblock city because Ethan swoops in and we find out that Ethan and Chloe are dating. And I will tell you, y'all, I was so bummed to find out this news. I really thought Chloe was cooler than just yeah. dating Ethan. I do kind of like, it's like two headshots. It's Chloe says that she hates every freshman and Matt's like, oh. And she's like, besides you. And he's like, oh. And then fucking double headshot is that she's also dating Ethan. Yeah. Well, do we think that Ethan's using like his power over Chloe to be like, you like me, you want to date me. And maybe she's just like, okay. Honestly, I mean, maybe, and that is for... I could see it. That is a hypothesis for later, but, you know, maybe... He's cool man on campus, I guess. He's big guy on campus. Um, yeah. So he, I guess, uh, high school rules still apply. Prom queen is with the prom king here. <laughs> Whatever. Um, meanwhile, Damon and Elena, they have stopped looking what they're looking for, and instead, they're just laughing it up in the library. Um, yeah. they were just like, they were just like hanging out and talking. Damon got her some snacks from the vending machine and they were just catching up. Is important. And I was like. Oh, it's important to note too that Damon did find a trap door under the rug in the library. Yes. Um, yes. That we know that. Which now. doesn't really come to fruition because they're like, we'll wait for everyone to come out. And then instead Elena's like, hey, this is a task for another day. What if we went to this party instead? Yeah, um, but on their way, Elena's like, I've got, I've got my spidey sense. It's tingling. I think someone is like watching us. Yeah. And then without like a beat passing, a car starts chasing them. And I'm full on picturing a car like 
full blown engine on the quad running after them. Uh, and they're, you know, running out of the way. Damon swoops and saves them both. And then they just start kissing because like how romantic that they dodged this car that was probably on a quad. I do um, like how he dodges it, which I imagine. So this car, it's been stalking them in the dark idling and then it turns its lights on starts hurtling towards them and Damon just grabs Elena and jumps up in the air just jumps yeah. up and then I'm like and then what you're just suspended you're just hovering you're like a I mean, tornado yeah. what are you doing he's just spinning really really fast what is it? okay so if I'm the driver of that car and I'm trying to kill you I just wait I just wait because they gotta come down at some point. Are you well, just no, he up can, in the air? He can fly. He's a vampire. I guess that is true. I don't know. I never imagined him. I guess he can fly as a human. I would imagine he would need to turn into a bird to fly. And at that point, how's he gonna hold Elena? Is Elena just gonna hold on to this big bird? I don't know. He's got ta- he's got like uh, his little bird talents uh, s- holding her hair like ratatouille, <laughs> so he's just carrying her. Oh, that would be so painful. Or it's like the same as like Sage's talent, who had his his hooks yeah. in his shoulders. He just hooks her shoulders, <laughs> carries her like uh, a little mouse. Uh, sadly, another plot element that we'll probably never never get a confirmation. No, on. but we will have two minutes of banner on for sure. Oh, absolutely. And if this situation couldn't get more dramatic, Stefan, uh, moping around the quad, sees them making out aggressively. Yeah, Stefan has bounced from the party. He's like, I gotta go find her. I gotta go find her. I've asked, I've exhausted every person at this party cornering them to ask where my girlfriend who hates me is. So now I just gotta go find, just gotta go find her. And Elena has the audacity to go, Stefan, it's not what it looks like. And it's like, no, it's exactly what it looks like. What are you talking about? Yeah, sorry. I don't know how to misinterpret my partner kissing my, <laughs> my, my sibling. I don't know. Oh, and- but what's problematic here and Stefan goes, Damon, we're not brothers anymore. As if Elena cannot be held accountable for her actions at all. And it's like, she hold her fucking accountable. Yeah, she gets a little slap on the wrist. Stefan is like, I can't do this again. And like, I can't do, like, I can't do the whole Catherine thing again. Which, yeah, okay. But then to hold it against your brother, I mean, they're, they both know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, but it's a whole storm off. We now cut to <laughs> Bonnie, Xander and Bonnie. Yeah. It's 2 a.m. They're having fun. They're laughing. Party's winding down. Uh, Ethan and Chloe are leaving and Bonnie goes, they seem nice. And Xander is like, hmm. Like literally like that's what he says. Like he doesn't have a response to it. So like something's up. I love it. Drama. There's, it's not like it's internet drama. It's got to be real drama because it's not like subtweeting existed during this time. What is their tea? We don't know. And And more drama. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. Uh, More drama. Xander's walking Bonnie home and he leaves her outside again because he gets some sort of call to action and just lets her be outside alone again at night, which is like, Xander, you cannot keep doing this. I mean, to be fair, if Bonnie pitched a date as boring as would you want to get waffles tomorrow morning, I would also bounce. I'd be like, come on. 
Nope. Yeah. But maybe. But, okay, stop leaving her at 2 a.m. Stop leaving yeah. her at 2 a.m. Literally, literally, like, just, like, take her home so fast. Like, so fast, and then go do what you gotta do. I remember I would always have to walk home alone. Well, I didn't have to walk home alone, but I also did have to walk home alone, because this one pizza place that I loved getting when I was drunk had cut me off. They would not deliver to my apartment anymore, because I fell asleep blackout drunk too many times after ordering. So I would have to, my friends would be like, it's time to go home, Meg. And I'd be like, no, I'll walk home alone at like 3 a.m. I gotta go get DP dough. And it would take 40 minutes. So funny. It was awful. Uh, I walked, I walked home a lot, uh, alone a lot. Um, But I also take the train a lot too. Oh yeah, because you lived in Chicago. Yeah, so I walked a lot of places. Very, very drunk. Always made it home though. I'm very good at uh, my walking home. Uber, Uber didn't exist. When we were in college either, did it? Uber became uh, popular when I was like 19, 20. So I was still in college. It was like my last year of college okay. uh, because I started Ubering home on Saturday nights when I worked at the bar because I was like, it's probably not safe for me to take a train alone from River North back to Roscoe Village. God, I had, yeah, that is, that is true. I wish, I wish Uber had been a thing because I think it was mostly just cabs for us. I remember, I, I yeah. mean, after I broke up with my first boyfriend I swear to god I had a fucking death wish because this this guy saw me walking barefoot and was like do you want to ride home and I was like yes and his name was what his name was what his I'm not kidding his name was what (laughs) it was a very weird interaction it was yeah it sounds like it I ended up giving him my mom's number um and that's how that story Smart. that's how that story ended great story uh great story i'll say it but i was never I, left alone by my my boyfriend well yes i was yes i was but i mean <laughs> damon isn't gonna let that happen though because he's walking elena home and what she's gonna do is she's gonna write in her freaking diary and she's going to write about how much she wants to stop wanting Damon so much. And uh, how Stefan isn't returning her calls now. Like, as if she's done something wrong suddenly. And it's like, you've done so much wrong, Elena. She has to make a decision. Because, like, yeah, I mean, playing she's playing both of them. And also, before she starts journaling, she tells Damon, like, that kiss was a mistake. And Damon's annoyed once again. Like, what is the big deal with Stefan? Pick a side. Uh, but Stefan finally does, answer, like, pick up uh, the phone. And he says, please stop calling me. I don't trust you. Um, which, like, honestly, thank God. I'm so excited for Stefan and Elena to be, like, done. Like, I'm getting sick of it. I know. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, while this is happening, while we finally get some relationship drama, uh, Meredith is I, I think it's still nighttime but meredith is oh no it's not it's the next it's day. morning it's next morning meredith yeah. is waiting for samantha to show up because they got a little boxing sesh going on but meredith uh, samantha's nowhere to be found yeah. so meredith goes to check in on her at her dorm and samantha is dead everyone's new friends are dying Right? I was like, what a bummer. We got Chris and Sam dead in the same book. This sucks. I know. It's so stupid. But this is a really weird death because Samantha is, like, torn up. Her body is torn up in her dorm room, meaning the killer had to come in and specifically target her. Yeah. So, uh, Meredith tells, you know, Elena, the usual suspects. And Meredith's, like, got, you know, our foreboding warning. She's like, hey, we are all in danger. Um... And Meredith now tells Elena about that figure she saw the first time about the figure looking like Xander. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not. And uh, and uh, Elena cannot help but make this about her because Meredith's like, we should get Stefan uh, and like and Damon to help us. And Elena's like, no, Stefan won't help us. He's mad at me. And it's like, Elena, <laughs> Elena, girl, this is not about you. I know. I imagine this scene like Meredith is like, oil up my stave, Elena. And so she has like all these poisons and she's oiling yeah. them and she's secretly crying. And like. Uh, good on Meredith not giving her the fucking time of day because I'm sure they have to deal with this drama so much being friends with Elena. Yeah. But now we cut to uh, our new favorite character, Sad Stefan, playing sad basketball. And I, for some reason, could not help but picture him playing with a deflated basketball that would not <laughs> bounce. That is really funny. Like, every time he shoots a hoop, it just, it like... Just flomp. So you can't even be, like, proud of whatever you just did. Yeah. So Stefan is shooting hoops with the Charlie Brown music playing overhead. And Matt shows up, too, too to also shoot hoops because he kind of wants to get his mind off Chloe. So we got our two sad boys shooting hoops. And Matt's like, hey, Stefan, Elena's going to come back to you. If there's one thing I know about love, you two are in it. And it's like, Matt, you don't know shit about love. Shut the fuck up. That was the weirdest advice because Matt was like, hey, having dated your girlfriend before, I've learned Elena's going to do whatever she wants, Um, which I guess makes it fine. But you're her true love, so just be patient, which like... Yeah, just wait just wait around for her. That could not be me to say that to a friend, but I guess, you know, we all have Matt our own. literally, Matt literally says, take a page out of my book, Stefan. Just wait around for her. She'll might, she might come around. <laughs> yeah, and, and has it worked out for Matt so far? No, it's been like nine Absolutely. books. And honestly, it's made Matt's life progressively worse. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's also good friend time. This, this is actually a good friend time. The girls need to have an intervention with Bonnie about Xander. Um, they tell Bonnie they think Xander is behind all this killing, uh, people killing, people crying, you know, um, (laughs) on campus. And Bonnie's Uh mad. Yeah, well, and also, okay, I am proud of Bonnie for this, because she does, like, obviously she is freaking emotional, because this is, like, her first true boyfriend, her first love, but she also turns around and calls them all hypocrites, because we're, like, she's like, y'all, Elena said Stefan wasn't a killer when every sign pointed to him being a killer, and we all just trusted her, why aren't you doing that with me right now? And I'm like, damn, that's a solid argument. For real. She says, you know what? This shows that you guys do not trust me, so I'm out. She packs her little duffel bag. She's going to Xander's, which, I mean, hey, that's a good relationship. If, if he's, It's been like a month of you seeing each other. If you just yeah. can assume that he's going to let you stay, more confidence than I ever had with any person I was dating at 19. So go off. Yeah. Absolutely. You march your um, little but, butt there. Yeah, you go You go get it, Bonnie. Go get it. You go get it. Um, Meredith's on the phone with Alaric. She's just kind of debriefing him on everything that's been going on with Sam and Bonnie and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of glad that Alaric is not a character in this book. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. I, um, he, and, he does give, I know, he really does just give us, like, the essentials of what we need of the yeah. plot. And then he's like, okay, and now that you know this, I'm gone. But yeah, bye. <laughs> he says, it appears that I've been looking up Delcrest's history and it appears to be a paranormal hotspot and there's a lot of disappearances that happen sporadically here and there over time So that the police just ignore. Which, you know, they do. 
Yeah. Um, um, and he says, since Delcrest also resides at these, like, crossing lee lines, there's a thinner barrier to the dark dimension, so trouble is a-brewing. Trouble is brewing, I guess they can get, um, uh, people from the dark dimension easier here, is how I saw it, than, like, Fell's Church, because definitely yeah. this spot has more, well, I mean, the, the Kitsune were pretty bad, but this spot has got a lot of supernatural people going on. And I'm sorry, y'all, what are the odds that they went from Fell's Church, which was supposed to be, like, Leyline Hotspot of the USA, to somehow even more Leyline Hotspot of the USA, Dalcrest College? I know. How do you happen to pick, like, the one college that no one's yeah. ever heard of that also is a hotspot? Oh, it's, by the way, it's super haunted and bad things happen here 100% of the time. Sorry. Some of these, um, yeah, I don't know. Some of these bad whatever. things, though, they are hypothesizing. Some of these bad things might be happening with this little vital society that Matt's included in. And right now... There is another V V Club uh, sesh going on, and Ethan's making a big old speech about how the V Club offered them opportunities, and some people succeeded and others didn't, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, there are ten recruits left, and Matt is one of them, Chloe's one of them, and they got to prep for initiation. Yeah, and Ethan starts barking orders like y'all need you you two gather a bunch of herbs. Another bunch of you are gonna grab like the cups and like it's like uh basically like hey here's the instructions to plan your own initiation. Yeah, um feels very much like once again cannot help but compare it to the private series where they all have their yeah. little hooded cloaks, which never sounds good. <laughs> um, um and Ethan's like, hey Matt, your friend Stefan, the Italian one, yeah. invite him to the initiation. I want him in. And Matt's like, well, wait, wait, wait. He didn't do any of the tasks that we had to do. And Ethan's like, special, special circumstance. Don't worry about it. And of course Matt's like, no, wait a minute. That seems weird. Yeah, because justice for our hero boy Matt, he has never felt <sighs> special compared to his friends these entire books. So he's having this one time that he's feeling special completely hijacked from him. But he gets over it. He eases his internal voice. He's like, fine, I'll fucking talk to Stefan. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, our girl Bonnie, she's venting to her boyfriend Xander, and she does note that this is, like, the first time she's really been to Xander's room, and she's also taking note that there's, like, not really any decorations. It's just very, like, minimalist, bare bones, and it could not uh, help but remind uh, myself of our friend Wiggy's apartment <laughs> when he lived in our building. Uh, listeners, for those of you who do not know Wiggy, uh, his apartment that was next door to mine uh, just had only essentials. He refused to hang anything up. I think he had a single decoration and it was a pennant from his college or something. Even worse uh, than not hanging them up, he had things in frames leaned up against the wall. At that point, <laughs> drill a nail into the hole in the wall. Please for yeah, the love he, of God. And he had the most uncomfortable futon to ever walk uh, this earth. Yeah, um, we, so that's what I could. That's what I thought of when Xander described his room. <laughs> that is fair. And you know, as we have explained multiple times to Wiggy, being a girl taken home to his room would have been terrifying because he has like prison lighting. It is one light bulb that's not even that strong. Not even lamps, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. If you live in an apartment in Chicago that is just like prison white walls with one light bulb. You need lamps. You need some Gotta get some lighting. Yeah, yeah, you need a, some some vibes. Uh, but Bonnie, good girlfriend, communicates with Xander and says, hey, my friends do think you're a murderer. Yeah, um, he, he kind of pieces it together. 
Yeah, and uh, he's like, hey, Bonnie, I want you to know that I would never hurt you. Notice he's not saying anyone. He's specifically saying I would never hurt you, Bonnie. Yes, but also this is where I was like, okay, Xander is a good guy because he's trying to figure out why Bonnie's True. friends are fighting. And yeah. she's like, see, oh my gosh, you you said you'll sleep on the floor. I can sleep in your bed. I told my friends you were nice. And he's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so the fight was about me. Because, like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'll get along with your friends eventually, but it's not really worth it to stop being friends with them over me. And I was like, dude, fuck yeah. What yeah, I- Xander's not toxic. No, 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 no. Um, And, yeah, once they get over the reasoning uh, that maybe he is the killer and he figures out that she doesn't think that he's the killer, they kiss. They have a nice little kiss. And they... Yeah, and then they go on a little nighttime walk, because Xander loves the little nighttime walk. And he's like, oh, by the way, my dad, he's dead. Uh, so we just get some more, like, background on Xander mm-hmm. and his life. And then they start making out, mm. which is, like, kind of hot. We haven't really gotten, like, a, like a make-out scene. No, we haven't. Like, ever. Like, so this is, like, this is, like, the closest we've gotten to sex. We haven't gotten a make-out scene. five seasons. We just get um, the, we get the double entendre of elongating canines as if it's a boner. A oh, lot. Oh, gross. Like, we uh, get it. And we I'm get so- we don't we don't get that anymore though. It's so nice. It's so um, nice. Uh, but but as they're kissing, uh, he like winces a little bit, and then he like uh, Bonnie like lifts up his shirt and finds like horrible bruises all around his torso, and he's like, "Oh, me and the guys, we just play real rough sometimes." And Bonnie's like, "That's not that." Yeah, not good. Um, meanwhile, unlike unlikely trio, Elena, Damon, and Meredith meet, and they kind of go over details about what they know so far about the killer, Mm -hmm. and Damon's like, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but I will say, it's, uh, there must be new, like, sloppy vampires around, we get vampires introduced again as a plotline, because he's found a lot of poorly disposed bodies indicating that, but none of the bodies are the missing people, and he promises to look into Xander, and this is where the Bonnie Xander uh, Damon timeline kind of link up because Bonnie's yeah. at a party on the roof with Xander and his friends, and they go on. They they talk. They have some talk time after some kissing, and Damon's following them. Damon's following yeah. them to see what's up with Xander. Yeah, and he watches Xander drop Bonnie off, kiss her goodbye, good night, and he notices they're, like, picking up speed, they're running towards the woods, and then by the time Damon catches up to them at the woods, they're gone, and he's like, dang it, there's one thing for sure, these people are not human. Yeah, Xander and his friends, who he previously said kind of became his family... They're, they're definitely a pack of something. We don't know what it is. Pack of something. But meanwhile, Sad Stefan's um, titillating the, the thought of joining the Vital. He's meeting with Ethan. Uh, he doesn't... He, he feels off about this. He's like, something's off. Um, and Stefan, like, almost immediately, like, turns Ethan down. And Ethan's like, wait, what if I offer you this really old book? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's it, this. It's a really like weird exchange. I feel like the way it was written, it was supposed to have like a lot more impact, but it it just kind of felt weirdly forced and kind of out of place. Yeah, he was like, I 
well, okay, first off, Stefan's asking a lot of valid questions of, like, why don't you wear a mask? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the purpose of this club? And then Ethan offers him a, a copy of Pico Fell's Meridonola's De Hominis Diginitati. Which, hey, if that means anything to you, you might be a vampire. <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering if this was supposed to be the book they found when they were scrubbing the room with the I think it. I think it was. But it's never confirmed. I, like, would assume it is, but it's just, like, it's just weird that it's, like, I feel like we needed to confirm that this book is really important or something. Yeah, Stefan's um, like, that's so specific. How would you know that I want that? Yeah, and then... Ethan has a little twinkle in his eyes because I think he has a crush on Stefan. I mean, he's pretty <laughs> excited to have him there, so it could be. Exactly. Uh, Chloe's just his beard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damon shows up now at Elena's. He thinks Bonnie's in danger because he's like, you won't believe what I saw. I went to the woods and they were gone. Yada, yada, yada. Elena and is throwing for... all caution to the wind, letting her him hold her too. Yeah, and for some reason, all of this news makes them just have to kiss, which was, like, weird. <laughs> I know. They, you know, they're like, okay, um, I, I, let's have a plan. There's nothing we can do tonight. You know, tomorrow we'll go to campus security office for records and photos of the dead to investigate. Um, but let me just hold you, you know? And Elena's yeah, like, let's kiss. whatever, Stefan dumped me. Let's kiss, and uh, shit gets pretty intimate, because uh, he does drink her blood. He drinks her blood. And Elena, we know how much Elena loves getting her blood drank. She loves eating a blood um, sack. Fast forward, now we're at, it's it's initiation day, and boy is Ethan being a little bridezilla about everything. Yeah. He's like mad that things are out of place, he's mad that things are not going well, he's mad at Matt because Stefan doesn't want to join the Vital, and Matt's like, hey, this isn't my fault, why are you blaming me? And so this is really like emphasizing the doubts that Matt is having, because it's like, that feels shitty. Yeah, Ethan snaps at them and is like, you guys are incompetent, Matt tries to calm him down, and uh... Uh, Ethan's just not having it because, you know, he failed to get Stefan in there. And why is Ethan yeah. hell-bent on Stefan? Like, Matt does not Matt does not get this. Matt doesn't yeah. get what's going on. And meanwhile, our, our, our power trio, Meredith, Elena, and Damon, uh, break into the campus security office. They pull up Sam's file and review the, the gruesome pictures that, for some reason, the campus office has. Not like an investigator or the police or a detective. Nope, just the campus security office. Um, and, and Damon confirms, he's like, oh, yes. more than one creature definitely killed these people. He kind of hypothesizes, maybe it could be werewolves. You know, they travel in packs. And in front of Mer Meredith, dude, they are not hiding it whatsoever. It kind of flirts with Elena. Um, <laughs> before Elena's like, um... <laughs> Can you go stand guard? I think uh, Meredith is catching on, and I, I think that we kind of need to talk about things. So finally, Meredith confronts Elena, like, you cannot yeah. date him. Do not date Meredith's him. It's so funny, because Meredith, it's like, it's so obvious that, like, there's this tension between Elena and Damon. And Meredith's even like, hey, Elena, remember when Damon killed Bonnie's dog? Like, trying to be like... Remember what we're dealing with. Like, he's, he's still a vampire. What the fuck? I know. God. And she's like, Sh shut up, Meredith. I'm giving Damon a chance and seeing where it goes. Um, I guess. And hey. 
whatever more power to you or not i don't give a shit um but there are v's marked on sam and chris's files which is like something to take note of two big black v's what does it mean does it mean vampire vital what does it mean who knows it means voluptuous because they were two sexy teens who died on campus they got everything ripped apart in their body but that juicy juicy dump truck yeah, it actually just means virgin. Both of them didn't get laid before they died. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> that's true. They didn't get laid, and they also didn't explain how they found Samantha's body, which was just face down ass. <laughs> no, not not what anything hor- nefarious. Just just left face down what ass a up. They horrible like- position to be found in. Could you imagine someone finds your dead body face down ass up they like put a shrine around it of of uh flowers and they're like no 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 we did not feel right yes we felt fine killing her but we did not feel good leaving that juicy juicy dump truck un unappreciated yeah we needed we needed to celebrate it one last time my Nicki minaj Um. ass in the air (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh we have fun um we do but speaking of having fun, Elena and Damon are having a little date night at his sexy old man apartment. Hey, maybe she'll throw that juicy drunk truck up in the air. You know what, what I'm we saying? Know we don't she know she won't. We know she won't. She's a prude. She Much is. like every main character in YA books, she is a prude. Um, yeah. She, uh, Damon uh, is like coming up behind her and like whispering sweet nothings in her ear and is like, be my dark princess. Um, he also talks so, a bit about the Russian Revolution, which, hey, if that's not going to turn honestly, a girl on, I don't know what will. Hey, revolting turns me on tenfold. Exactly. Um, but now we get another little diary entry where Elena's like, oh no, I have, I have two paths to choose. I can choose being a little sexy dark princess or being a little white bread good person like Stefan. And she's kind of realizing how much the one with Damon offers. Cause like, I mean, yeah. he gave her, he gave her roast bird and soup. And a toy from what? the Russian Revolution. What has Stefan given her? What has Stefan given Elena? Name one thing that Stefan has done for Elena. I truly don't know. I don't even know if he's brought her flowers. If someone, hey, if you want to email us that we are incorrect because I don't yeah. have a good memory. I don't remember what we've read. Maybe he has given her a gift, but I don't remember yeah. it. But we know we know that Damon has given her flowers. He got them from uh, the dark red roses from the uh, woman he sucked blood from in book I think six. I want to say yeah. So we know Damon's gotten her gifts. Damon's really looked out for her. All Stefan does is gotten in the way. Confirmed. Confirmed by me. Yeah, I I agree. But now she's wondering, hey, maybe I belong in the night. Maybe I'm a night yeah. night girl little night girl yeah we got another Um, night girl happening going up to a roof yeah bonnie and xander's six-week anniversary on um and he 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 goes you know like probably like 100 to 120 like he just really dives right in he's like bonnie i love you also here's my secret me werewolf and bonnie's like and then bonnie's like gasp and he's like don't worry though i'm a good werewolf because we've all heard of those yeah he's like i don't kill people but bonnie's already like bye she's like bye i'm running down the fire escape no way and it's so funny because both xander and a bunch of his friends are like chasing her trying to calm her down which 
looks and sounds horrible. It was with good intention, but they're all like, Bonnie, wait, 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 Bonnie, no, wait, wait, it's not what it thinks, Bonnie, 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 and she's just running and crying and screaming, and then they all catch up to her, and Xander's like, no, 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 this looks bad, everybody, let's let her go, I'm so sorry, Bonnie, and Xander's crying too, because he's really sad. Yeah, Bonnie's headed back to her friends, she's like, they were right, um, I gotta get out of here, and, yeah. uh, meanwhile, it's, it's a big night for everyone in the books, because it is invitation night for the newest members of the Vital Society and yeah. Matt's dressed in a dark hooded robe which is horribly suspicious like okay I'm sorry if somebody said like if if I hadn't gotten a like here's this institution here's what it stands for and I'm just kind of like coasting through my like pledging and then they're suddenly like, yes, okay, here's the basement uh, layer that we exist in. It's already pretty spooky. Now you're going to put on this really dark spooky cloak and take part in this initiation where I have not told you what's going to happen, nor have I told you what this society actually mm-hmm. does. Back out. Oh my God, leave. There's an altar with a red satin cloth and a stone bowl for their baptism. I'm sorry, but I have been watching the Eat, Pray, Sweet uh, fundamental polygamous Salt Lake City documentary on Netflix, um, and I would be immediately completely out. I'm not joining a cult. Yeah. You cannot yep. finagle me into nope. that. But you can finagle Matt into it, and you can also finagle Matt and still having a crush on Chloe, because he's like, maybe I still have a chance. Yeah, <laughs> he's standing next to her. They're both sipping their weird little herb concoction that they've been given. And Ethan gives a uh, speech on how they've all been perfected. They're all perfect yeah. now. And drops the word suffering and sacrifice multiple times. Yeah, big shift in the energy here. Because what went from, you know, they're making birdhouses, they're running 15 miles, they're scrubbing their room with toothbrushes. He ends his little spiel with, I regret any pain this will cause. You're all about to go uh, undergo a huge change. Yeah, and and then the reveal is... That he's a vampire. So the first girl drinks all of her little concoction. Matt, at this moment, is realizing he cannot move. Like, the tea must have been a compulsion because he can't move. And Ethan, holding the first girl who drinks all of her drink, elongates his vampire teeth and sinks his teeth into her. And this isn't good. Matt can't run because of whatever the fuck was in the tea. Matt can't run. None of them can run. Yeah. And Ethan straight up kills this first girl and, like, she crumbles to her feet. And Ethan's like, don't worry, it's all a part of the process. It's only gonna hurt, like, a little bit. So they're turning people into vampires against their fucking will. Pretty bad. Elena, hot on this Vital Society trail, is heading to Professor James' house with Damon. You know, because she's got a flirt with him on the way. And they're at the professor's house and, um... Oh, God. Also, Stefan shows up, and he's just looking miserable because he he came because he thought Elena was in distress. Yeah. And James is, like, off put by Elena's arrival. He's like, um, Elena, you're a student. You cannot come to a professor's house. And Elena's like, shut up, old man. Tell me all about this Vital Society and what you know about it. And uh, James is like, cool. Uh, So I don't know anything about the murders, but I do know the Vital Society has changed a lot from what it was initially meant to do. Mm -hmm. It used to be about, like, honor and just, like, you know, being good people, morale, and all of that. But I'm not associated with anymore. It is really, really different. 
But here's the big shift, Elena. Yeah. When I was in college with your parents, a guardian came to visit us and really, like, kind of just, like, started, like, hurting us under the guardian word. Almost very culty. And this guardian handpicked Elena's parents to give him a mortal guardian baby like some little Jesus person. Yeah. And her parents agreed to give her away when she turned 12, which is nuts. Um, but then James reveals like, but then you turned 12 and they really liked you. So they did want to keep you. Um, and then they died. So like that sucks, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's too bad. I know Elena's supposed to be like the avatar, the whole balance of good and evil, which. Yeah. Hey, you know, Elena being the chosen one, I'm so fucking tired of. But yeah, this is when James realizes he parted ways with her parents. Um, and then, you know, when they were killed, they actually didn't really want to give her up. So she's like, oh, okay, that's kind of sweet, I guess. Like, I get to be yes. special and my parents still wanted me. Cool. Cute. And what is extra special is it is alluded to that Elena might get her powers back. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good so, because shit is going down at the Vital Society. Uh, Chloe's getting inducted next and she's looking terrified. <laughs> yeah, and... And poor Matt, he, like, really wants to be our hero. He's like, I, I really want to save her. Um, Stefan has realized, like, something's going wrong, and he has run to the Vital to try and stop this. Um, and he, he comes in, he bursts in to the rescue of this lair. Um, but there's way too many of these vampires for Stefan to fight, which begs my question. Why did Stefan, who doesn't drink human blood think he would be powerful enough to stop a room of vampires why didn't he bring damon he was literally just with damon before he came here why didn't he go hey damon you come with me i mean i don't know i think he put two and two together pretty fast about what it was i don't know why he didn't invite him whether it was because uh him and elena were together or what but yeah, I mean, for a bit, he's doing okay. He was tossing Ethan around like a ragdoll, but when he starts losing the battle because there's, like, 15 other vampires was when I was like, uh-oh, this is a yeah. guy. I was just like, this is so stupid because Stefan, literally, like, get over yourself, Stefan. If you're really going to try and do some shit, recognize your full powers. You were literally just with another more powerful vampire. Bring him with you. Yeah. Oh my god. Stefan at You're this useless. Stefan at this point realizes he's gonna have to um compromise and he's like, listen, Ethan, um, I will stay if you let Matt leave. And Matt is like, Chloe come with, and Ethan's like, No, 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 you leave, you don't fight. And Matt's like, Okay, but Chloe and Ethan's like, No, leave. And then Matt does leave. Matt leaves. Yeah. And so Stefan telepathically goes to Matt, hey. Go get Damon. And it's like, Stefan, you're an idiot. You could have brought Damon this entire time. Even when he was losing the battle, he could have called for Damon telepathically. He has these powers. What is he doing? I don't I'm know. Mad. Like, come on. You gotta be smarter than it. If you put together that this is a society of vampires, think, oh, there's probably more than one because it's a fucking club. Little dipshit. I'm so mad. Um, but, uh... 
Bonnie goes home to her friends and she's crying. She's hugging Meredith. She's like, you guys are right. You guys are right. Uh, and Bonnie, I've, uh, sorry, Meredith and Elena are kind of like change of heart. They're like, you know what, Bonnie, maybe we were a little mean to you. Xander could actually be good. It seems like the Vital has been ruining everything. So maybe Xander like is fine. And before they can come to any conclusions, Matt Burson is like, guys, we got a situation on our hands. Yeah, um, he's like, Stefan is in trouble. We gotta mobilize. So Elena calls Damon and they are off to the, off to the racetracks off to the racetracks um they uh basically get to the library the research room and they decide like great matt bonnie elena you're gonna stay guard and elena's like no i'm coming and they're like why but okay i guess so meredith elena and damon are gonna go to the fight meredith and damon make sense and then i do not get why elena is coming like honestly matt and bonnie are more useful at that point bonnie can maybe cast some spells matt is strong and brave yeah. Elena cries. Elena Her personality so trait is crying. Um, yeah. So Stefan is tied up. Ethan has also revealed he knows how old Stefan is. Um, and he has now, he's now announcing all the pledges are turned. Uh, and uh, Stefan is trying to beg Ethan to not let the pledges loose on the campus. Yeah, um, poor Stefan. He's bound in ropes that are dipped in vervain, too. And we realize yeah. he's he's keeping Stefan around because he's like, I want you to teach me vampire stuff. This can be some yeah. good brother bonding. Yeah, and Ethan's like, hey, uh, you should know my master plan. I am prepping for the equinox when the portal between life and death is thinnest because I want to bring Klaus back to life. And Stefan's like, that's a bad idea. He is not a good person, vampire. And Ethan's like, I think he'll listen to me. Um, yes. So Ethan's insane is what we learn. <laughs> we do learn Ethan was changed by someone who Klaus had changed. Yeah. And, you know, exactly. Stefan's trying to talk him out of bringing class back he's like it's a bad call dude he's pretty chaotic and i mean ethan's like i'm i mean i'm charismatic this is me uh when people are like don't you can't do something i'm like i mean i've gotten out of worse situations (laughs) it's okay um but ethan's a little bit unguarded because in in total there are um, like 25 vampires in this little gang, uh, but he sent out some of the older vampires with the newer vampires who were initiated to just go, I guess, kill people on campus. Go kill more people. Yeah, because, well, we know that these vampires, they have to feed if they've just turned or else they fully die. So, like, they're just kind of letting them loose to go get some more blood and stay alive. Um, but here's where our gang comes in. Now that we've gotten the plan out of the way, our, our sweet, sweet gang... Of Damon, Meredith, Elena. Matt's got Samantha staves. So I'm kind of hoping there's like a plot line where Matt becomes a hunter too. That would be fun. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the fight starts. Um, Elena pretty much directly goes to free Stefan and she's like, oh my God, my poor sweet baby. I love you. And it's, uh, not helpful. No, 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 um, no. Like Damon and Meredith have to kill two society members to save her dumbass Cause she's, uh, yeah. just immediately beelines to Stefan. Yeah. Um, Ethan does like completely snap Ethan's arm, which like hot. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Brawl, Meredith's killing people, Damon's killing people. They're all helping each other out, tag teaming, which is cool. Damon and Meredith are really holding down the fort, but then the battle kind of yeah. turns. Um, the vampires, there's about eight that were left behind, like I said, with Ethan. 
they kind of throw Meredith into the altar and they knock her unconscious. And then Ethan really lays into Damon's throat. Yeah, uh, but Stefan's able to free Damon from Ethan, which then prompts Ethan to go for Elena. And then Stefan, who somehow was like, I know I didn't get the first few bargains I tried, but let me try a th- another one. And he's like, no, you don't want to hurt her. And Ethan's like, I literally do not care if I kill this person. Like, it is of no use to me. He's pressing um, a big old knife into Elena. And he's like, honestly, I don't care. I will do it. When all of a sudden, Meredith comes to and staves him. And he's got a big old hole in his chest now. Yeah. Um, and then Emeritus like, it's cool, guys. I killed him. I stabbed him right through the heart. And they're like, cool. I guess we'll go find all the vampires on campus. Gotta kill 14 other vampires. They got it. I believe in them. Yeah. And poor Matt, he's still thinking like, well, if Chloe's around on campus, maybe we can like kill her. Maybe we can like, uh, we can save her still because maybe she's still like good. Oh yeah. Um, Very sweet. We get like a plot line kind of set up where when the group returns to Bonnie and Matt, Matt realizes they're probably gonna have to kill the other pledges. Um, but he's like, hey, Stefan, maybe you could teach them to be good like you. So I kind of think that might be what happens in the next book a bit. Yeah, so we'll see. But Bonnie, she's like, I'm going to tap myself in. I'm going to put a little spell on this trapdoor protecting it so people cannot leave nor people can go in. Uh, which, like, okay, tight. Very nice. Um, and then Damon and Meredith do, like, a little, like, smile nod to each other because they're finally becoming friends. Yeah, Meredith reconciles being like, okay, I'll walk Matt home and then I'll head back out to fight. And... This is when, I mean, the fight's not done yet, but Bonnie's like, maybe I should go talk to Xander. And they're like, no, dude, not now. Not, maybe later. And she's like, I'm going to go talk to Xander. So Bonnie goes and talks to Xander. <laughs> um, and she's like, hey, bud, I want some answers. Uh, so are you, like, super old? What's the deal? And he goes, no, Bonnie, I'm not super old. In fact, I'm only 20, so I'm normal college student age. Yes. Um, yep, he yeah. tells her that he comes from the original pack of werewolves. He wasn't bit. He didn't kill anyone. So maybe he is a good werewolf. And um, yeah. he is not immortal. He's just from the original family of werewolves, the first cavemen werewolves. Um, uh, hilariously, he says the High Wolf Council sends some of them to Delcrest every year to monitor for dangers as students. Um, and he's, he is actually good. He's good. He ages normally. They were trying to take down the V Club. And she's like, don't worry, we got them. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, so they're like, cool, we're gonna try it out. We also learned that he can control when and when he doesn't turn into a werewolf. So, like, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, pretty great for them. Um, so that's where Bonnie and Xander's plotline ends for this book. Elena, Stefan, and Damon, they're a trio again. Yeah, Why? Elena's holding Stefan's hand. So, and, like, Elena's like, this is it. I chose Stefan. And Elena's, like, trying to, like, see if Damon's jealous, but he's just, like, kind of emotionless. He's very stoic. And, like, I'm mad that Elena was, like, really trying to see, like, how affected Damon was by her choosing Stefan. Manipulative. Elena is adamant to remind Stefan that he was her first. Which, reading that, I was like, okay, but that's not an indication you're going to give up Damon. But apparently this does indicate she's chosen. Chosen. 
Whatever. They're Whatever. back at the dorms because Elena needs to sleep while the brother boyfriends go out to hunt the other vampires. Yeah, and it just kind of ends with the brother boyfriends deciding to go out and fix everything while Elena gets to just like sleep and be happy that she's back with Stefan. And then for the first time in this book, we get an epilogue. Dun dun dun! Yeah, we haven't gotten an epilogue. I don't. We haven't. Well, we've, we've got we we've got an epilogue in Hunger Games. I was gonna say ever, but then I was like, no, we got one in Hunger Games. But we give we have an epilogue. In the epilogue, Ethan wakes up gasping, <gasps> sticky with blood. No. The stay brushed his heart, but it didn't pierce it. And now, even worse, he has a rag with Damon's blood on it, so he does have both the Salvatore's bloods to bring back Klaus. He's going to bring back Klaus. That's going to be what the next book is, we are guessing. Um, Which is dope because, Maggie, a few episodes you were saying, man, like, fuck the Kitsune. Wish Klaus got more time because he was a cool villain. And now he's actually coming back. I can't fucking wait. And I'm really excited. We are very fucking excited for this. So much so that our top five is going to be the top five things we think Klaus will do when he comes back. It's happening. We're ready. We're excited. Let's go. I want, a number five is I want Klaus. I want his little new vampire army that Ethan has given him. I want them to build him a little float and I want him to parade around the campus and have people throw flowers at him. I think that would be really nice. Hey, nothing better than a dark parade to announce you're coming yep. back. Number four, um, I was kind of hoping maybe Klaus takes his little army of vampires and shakes things up. He doesn't, he doesn't turn evil. They just become a traveling circus. Cute. I would love that. It'd be fun. Maybe maybe Klaus is over being a bad guy and he's like, I want to be a goofy guy now. I want to be a little traveling circus. I mean, they could be some pretty good contortionists if it's like you break your bone, but you, you're immortal so it can grow so back. So you can just snap it back into place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three, I think this would be hilarious. I want Klaus to resurrect and then immediately kill Ethan because Ethan sucks and I think it would be a really good comeuppance for him. Wouldn't that be so satisfying? It would be really, really satisfying. Uh, number two, uh, we didn't get enough of this plot in the book. I want Klaus to come back. I want him to play pool with the brother boyfriends. I want them to be really good at hustling yeah. townies. Yeah, what they need to do is they just all need to be brother boyfriends together, which is going to lead us to number one. I want Klaus to take Elena's virginity because we know Elena has a thing for vampires. And what's better than a brother boyfriend vampire? Probably the brother boyfriend vampire that gave your brother boyfriend's powers initially. Can you imagine how shaken up Damon and Stefan would be if Elena lost her virginity to Klaus? <laughs> I I honestly, I'm hoping for it. I think Klaus is a big softy. You know, I think he'll have an arc like Damon where he's just misunderstood and Elena can fall in love with him and they can kiss. Fair maiden, no more. No more. No, no dark princess maiden. And Um, I guess, should we talk about our canceled character? This one's kind of hard. I think, really? I I was going to say, I think we're going to have the same one. Well, because I was thinking Ethan would be too easy. Oh, really? Because Ethan was going to be my canceled character. So if you have another canceled character that you would like to argue, the floor is yours. I mean, obviously I'm going to concede to Ethan because I did write down Ethan. But um, if I wanted to be really alternative and problematic, I was going to say Bonnie for hashtag not trusting men. Wow. See, I was thinking I would cancel Stefan because it just feels like he's causing more problems for these people. I feel like that would have been my other choice. Oh, that's fair. I mean, buddy, hey, if you want ownership, put a ring on it. Put a Damn. ring on it. 
make her a vampire again. There, she can't leave you if she <laughs> turned her into a vampire. You got the upper <laughs> hand there. Oh, yeah. wow. We have fun. Um, But that's where this episode is going to end. And then next week is going to be the Vampire Diaries, The Hunters. I'm reading the title, Destiny Rising. What do you think is going to happen next? Oh, my God. I don't know, but I hope that the title makes more sense. Well, yeah, it's going to be the wrap-up of this trilogy, and then we have one more trilogy, and we're done. We have four books left. That's insane. I know. I can't. And then we're on to the next one, which we'll have to figure out. We we got We maybe got to do, like, a smaller book series for next, because this, this was well, a tough This was a long book series, and we didn't know going in how long it was going to be, but I've been having fun. I've been having fun with my best but yeah we hope you guys have been having fun too it's been a great time um and so that is our episode this week uh if you are wondering hey what are meg and laura up to you can follow us at maggie underscore and underscore laura on instagram we have a variety show if you are in chicago coming up july 16th 7 30 p.m at the bug house theater we would love to see you there we're very excited about it um and then you can follow us other places like tiktok and twitter at yeah we read it Give us a little email. We always love getting our emails at Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. And I'm going to pass this over to Laura because I'm not sure what else to say. Because speaking of people who have emailed us, we've gotten some more, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have gotten a message from our friends right on Con who have asked us to speak to their uh, festivities a little bit because they are coming up uh, in the next week. So we uh, definitely want to help our uh, friends of books out. Uh, they have asked us to promote Step Up Your Writing Game this summer at Write on Con. Join us July 15th through 17th for 100 amazing virtual events from over 70 different speakers, including published authors, literary agents, and editors. This is the year you can make your writing goals happen right from home. Register at writeoncon.com for tickets starting at $10. That's pretty cool. A whole virtual festival, that's $10 that you can like see a bunch of people who are writers and creators uh, in the fiction and nonfiction world. That sounds really dope. I think that sounds like a great deal. Uh, and yeah, and that's uh, the only other thing we had to pitch. Uh, we're also, did you already say we're a part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network? Nope, I leave that to you. We are. Well, we are. We are part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network. Check out all of our friends' podcasts over there. And again, I don't know what else we need to reiterate. I think we've done everything. This is this is the end of the episode. <laughs> this is the end of the episode. We love you all so much. I want to give you all big kisses and say yeah. bye-bye for now. Yeah, bye-bye for now, everybody. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.